Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. Your vote is a seed. If you want, you want freedom and you want our nation changed, then plant the right kind of seed when you go into that voting booth. All right. You are excited about all that, right? Hallelujah. You ought to be shouting me totally down. Glory to God. <laughs> all right. Take care of business. I'll remind you at the close. Next thing is we're going to be sharing some things with you the next few weeks. Got some surprises set up for you. And uh, I'll be sharing them with you. Uh, I want you to get prepared for October the 8th. October the 8th is Friend Day. We're going to honor our friends. How many of you got some friends? Well, I got one or two, Pastor Ronnie. Well, good. Did you know that the Bible says, I mean the Bible says, psychology says, that even the most introverted individual will influence 10,000 people in their lifetime? 10,000. You got a friend? We're going to honor friends October the 8th. And uh, we're going to be having some invitations that we're going to give to you. They're going to be shipped here pretty soon. And I want you to take a fistful, fistful, and share them. Give them out. Don't you be shy. If you you really appreciate their friendship, you want to influence them with the kingdom of God. We're going to bring them here. Everybody's going to bring somebody. And all those that are really shy, well, I'm on, I'll, I'll look online, Pastor Ronnie. <laughs> Holy Ghost is going to convict you. He said to go in the highways and hedges and compel them to come in. Compel them doesn't mean to drive. It has to do with drawing. It has to do with being an influence. If you want to win somebody, you want to win a soul, when the Bible refers to Winning souls. At that point, it's written in the Old Testament, by the way. He that winneth souls is wise. That means he that doesn't win souls is dumb. I refer, stupid. Okay? He that winneth souls is wise. Do you know what winning a soul is? Listen very carefully. It wasn't telling them about Jesus right then. Jesus hadn't come. Winning souls is being a friend. Learn how to be a friend. And if a man wants friends, he must show himself friendly. Okay? And so we're going to touch people that we appreciate. If you go to your favorite restaurant, you got a favorite waiter, share with them. This is not the time to be quiet. This is the time because there's all kinds of information 
out there. And that information, most of the time, is, is deception. We had the truth. A true friend would want to share the truth. If you love people, you want to share the truth. Now, you can't make them believe anything you say. But if you're a friend and you stick with it, you'll influence them to where when things go wrong in their life for believing a lie, they'll want to, they'll want to go to you. Zona's proved this over and over with her family through years before. And now many of her family, some of her family's in heaven, some of her family's here with us today, but many of them was turned on to Jesus, got introduced to Jesus because she stuck with it. Okay? All right. You say, well, Pastor Ronnie, when are you going to preach? I've been preaching to you the whole time. All right. We're going to dismiss our 180 at this time, and that's our youth ministry, and we want them... All right. Thank you, Father, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge here today. We thank you, Holy Ghost, for talking and convicting each and every one of us. Convince us, Heavenly Father, glory to God, and influence us today in the name of Jesus. I do need to say one other thing. I want to thank you for investing in this ministry. Those that are viewing by live stream, many of them are not even, some people don't even live in the city that are viewing by live stream, and they give. And we're, we're grateful and we're thankful that you believe in what we're doing, that you would invest in it. And uh, thank you so much. I don't know how to say, say thank you. I can't reward you. Zona and I can't reward you, but God will. God will. God will. And we've got proof of that over and over again. So we want to say thank you. I, I, talking about thank yous, I want to say thank you. You're valued. We pray for you all the time. Anytime, I, I don't see who gives, but I do see what's given. You follow? And so sometimes it shows up, those that are viewing by live stream, it shows up and it shows a clump and immediately I stop what I'm doing. No matter what I'm doing, I stop. And I say, Lord, I thank you. You know who this is. You bless them exceedingly abundantly above all they can ask or think. Amen. I speak that over you in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to say thank you. We've been talking about seed time and harvest. And uh, I'm going to talk about seed time and harvest today, but a little bit different. We realize that everything is seed. We know in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, after Noah and the flood... Uh, God spoke to them and said, uh, spoke to him and said, as long as the earth remains, there'll be seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, uh, day and night shall not cease. It hadn't ceased in our generation either. Okay, so therefore, everything in life, all of life on this planet can be found in this process. I don't care what it is. Finances, health, uh, relationships, our government, all of it, seed time and harvest, seed time and harvest, seed time and harvest. You cannot, in Genesis, I mean in Galatians chapter 6, be deceived by this. 
The reason why he says don't be deceived in this is because it's possible to be deceived. Many, many Christians don't realize that you can be deceived in seed time and harvest. Okay? In fact, I've seen many people blame God for their set of circumstances when it comes to find out if they just do an inventory of previous choices that they've made for a while they'll find out that a lot of things happened in their life because they went down this road on a series of choices. Each choice has a harvest which causes another choice, which causes another choice, and they find themselves on the backside of the desert somewhere, and they don't know how. And then they'll pay, so, well, I, I don't understand why God wants it this way. Well, whatever God wants. He told us in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 30, I set before you blessing. Cursing, life and death. Therefore choose life that you and your children after you may live. He told them not only you have to choose, but he told them what to choose. He's telling this nation what to choose right now. Okay? In fact, God is taking out the gray area in the church. The gray area is riding the fence. Don't disturb the waters. Okay? And I got news for you. For the last two or three years, that's exactly what's been going on. God is separating the sheep from the goats. No choice is a choice. You cannot neglect your way into a profitable harvest. It's impossible. In fact, I found out the best way to grow a good crop of weeds in my yard is to absolutely do nothing. Just do nothing. You know, our churches have been, our churches have been filled with do-nothings. I'm, I'm going to get hard. But you know what I find out? That when I go to dig in hard ground, I got to have a pickaxe. I love y'all. Only y'all can take me. Nobody else wants me to be their pastor. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Seed time and harvest. I'm going to focus today on preparing the ground. The ground must be prepared. We talk about sowing seed. We talk about harvest. But very little is ever said about preparation of the ground for the seed. Very little is ever preached on. And I want to help you to see something today that we gotta, we got we to gotta get right. You cannot have a prosperous, beneficial harvest through negligence. It doesn't matter if you planted the right seed. Negligence does... In fact, I find in what we're going to read... That you can plant good seed, but if you neglect it, 
you still don't come up with a good harvest. In fact, you may come up with no harvest. I've always had good intentions about having a garden in the spring. Good intentions. Always excited. Always excited. We're going to have some squash. We're going to have some tomatoes. We're going to have some cucumbers. I'm looking forward. Get everything ready. Put it in the ground. Water it a few weeks until it gets work. And then I go out there after a little bit of neglect and say, where's my tomatoes? Where's my cucumbers? And then I blame it on God. God must not want me to have a harvest. How many of you know we was doing real good during the spring and then all of a sudden all the heavenly water dried out. Then you got to hand water it. Oh, that's effort. I keep reminding God, nobody can water like you do. Because it's a whole lot easier for heaven to water it than me to pump it out of the ground, pay for it, and me to stand there with a water hose like this because we are restricted on how much water you can use. I found out that I didn't get a harvest. Went through all the expense. But I didn't get a harvest. Y'all love Jesus yet? Let's go to Matthew chapter 13. Glory to God. I'll just put it this way. We'll, we'll put it towards Pastor Ronnie. We'll laugh at him for a little bit. And then I get to let you reap your laugh at yourself. <laughs> All right? In Matthew chapter 13, verse 18, Jesus was telling his disciples, Hear ye therefore, I mean, he was telling everybody, Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, what kind of word is it? What kind of word is it? The word of what? The kingdom. When you get born again, you get transferred into a kingdom. This is how this kingdom is ran. Governed. The kingdom of heaven is governed by seed time and harvest. That's how it's governed. Okay. And understandeth it not. Underline that if you have a Bible. If you had an electronic device, highlight it some way. And understands it not. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, the seed of the kingdom, and understands it not, then cometh the wicked one. And catcheth, uh, catcheth away that which is sown in his what? Heart. So when we don't have a heart to understand, we're just looking, listen carefully, we're just looking for a quick, fast-paced sermon. And we don't take time to understand it. 
Satan will come and snatch away and make void what you heard. It doesn't benefit you. There are thousands of people that have gone to church for a long time and it never benefited them because they didn't understand it. Watch this. Then cometh the wicked one, take away the word which is sown in their heart. This is he which received seed by the wayside. Now hold your finger here. You're going to go back and forth to, to Mark chapter 4, verse 13. And he saith unto them, Know ye not this parable? How then will you know all parables? This is the basic fundamentals of understanding any other parable Jesus ever spoke. The sower sows the word. And these are they by the wayside. And the word wayside here, I want you to keep that in mind because we'll come back to it in just a minute. These are they that are sown by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they've heard, Satan comes when? It tells us who comes and why they came in, in Matthew, but it tells us right here when they come, he comes. He comes immediately. And take away the word that was sown in their heart. These are they likewise which are sown, uh, 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 sown in their hearts. This is wayside. Everybody say wayside. wayside. Now let me help you understand what wayside ground is. When a farmer plants seed, when he plants a, a field, he plows the seed, he plows the ground, he sows the seed, and at the end of the pharaoh, at the end of the row, he turns back around and goes to another row. That turnaround is referred to as wayside. And the reason why it is, it's not plowed, it's not there to receive seed, it's there for, to do the turnaround. Are you following? It's kind of like this. That's the way we look at our family. They're not really there to be appreciated. They're really to, there to pick up the, the pieces. Woo! Shout me down. Hallelujah. Let me give you a definition right here. Parallels. Wayside is hardened because of a root that's often, and root, I don't mean root, I'm talking about a route. A route that is often traveled. So the end of the row, that tractor turns back around, and as it turns back around, it's used for turnaround. It's used to turn around. So it can hit another row. It's hard. Everybody say hard. Do you know that you can get hardened to the people that you are most familiar with? Jesus put it like this when he preached in his own hometown. Because they all knew him as he was growing up. Oh, is this, how can this guy say what he's saying? Because is this not Jesus, Joseph's son? And is his brethren not here and his sisters too? By the way, 
I just want to throw this out. Many people don't even know Jesus had sisters. But we watched him grow up. And Jesus marveled at their unbelief. And he couldn't do many mighty miracles in his own hometown because of the familiarity of those that he had been around. Are you following me? Sometimes we, we're, sometimes we won't take the advice of our friends. We take advice from people that we hardly know. I, I tell, I, you know, I've told, uh, I, this way I put it this way. How come you didn't borrow it from your buddy, but you came and borrowed it from your family? And you don't want your family to say anything about your squandering. Because you don't want to hear it, but you didn't borrow it from your buddy. I got news for you. If you want me to invest by, bar, by, by loaning it to you, you're going to hear what I got to say. Because it's my money. <laughs> Y'all love Jesus, don't you? Yeah. Wayside ground is hardened ground because it's well-traveled on and it's familiar. It's familiar. Okay, stay with this. Wayside ground referred here has to do with hardness. It fails, it means failure to persist in an endeavor. Wayside ground does not persist in an endeavor. It uses and abuses. Wayside ground uses and abuses those that they are familiar with. Sometimes we use and abuse the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, as a pastor, listen, I'm, 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 I'm going to shoot straight with you because we've got to go somewhere else next Sunday. So I thought I'd just deal with your ground right now. I've seen people come in here. Their whole life is falling apart. They come in here, they want me, Pastor Zona, the leadership, to invest all their time and all their attention on a problem that they created themselves. They don't want an answer. They just want you to fix it. And guess what they do? They become familiar with this place. I've seen them do it with my dad for decades. Hello. They don't want to build up the kingdom. They want the kingdom to serve them. Wayside ground has a sense of familiarity and people that we're familiar with, we just take them for granted. And <laughs> my dad had someone... One time they came to him and said, why don't people come to church? Looking at who wasn't here. And my dad turned to this unfaithful person. Did y'all get that? Yeah. 
This is somebody that shows up once in a while wanting to know why the church isn't packed. And dad, my dad looked at her and said, I don't know, you tell me. Like, is you dummy? You don't even know what you're saying. You come to church once or twice a month and then you show up late, leave early, you don't participate, then you want to know why the building's not full. My dad said that. I didn't say it. I'm just repeating. He's gone on. He don't care whether you get mad or not. <laughs> Wayside ground. They don't have an ability to endure, to endure or persist and endeavor. They're in, they are hardened. They're hardened and they don't know they're hardened because familiarity. I said this before. There are people in, 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 that I've noticed in my dad's life as a pastor that did nothing but use and abuse his gift. They did, not, they did not help grow the church at all. They just used and abused the gift. We used to live behind the church. I, I don't know, I may have to take next Sunday too. I'm afraid to say take Wednesday night because you probably won't listen. (laughs) But I'll never forget when we lived behind the church. Two o'clock in the morning. That's why we got delivered from living behind the church. (laughs) Two o'clock in the morning, somebody's knocking on the door. Dad gets up, goes to the door, and a guy that my brother knew, drunk as a skunk, smelled like a skunk too. Oh, Brother Allen, Brother Allen, I need help. He's bawling and squalling. I need help. So Dad said, just wait here. I'm going to change clothes. And Dad brought him out here into the auditorium. And he's just, he's slobbering all over the place, just bawling and squalling. And he said, Brother Allen, I just, I've made a mess of everything and I want to get right. But in order for me to get right, we may have to be here all night long. And Dad stopped him right then. He said, you may be here all night long, but I ain't going to be here all night long. This, is, this person never really overcame. Never saw him in church, but use and abuse the gift. Wayside ground. Are y'all following me? Quit wasting your seed. That's casting your pearl before swine. You follow me? You cannot... Make people receive anything. That's why I tell people, if you don't want to be here, I don't want you here. I don't need the resistance. Pastor Ronnie, Pastor Ronnie, I'm pastoring you right now in case you don't know it. All right, you ready? We got to get out of this one. Go with me back to... 
Matthew chapter 13. Verse 20. But he that received the seed in stony places, the same as he that heareth the word, and Aeon uh, with joy received it. Over time, they just got all excited right up front. Woo! Hallelujah! Glory to God! Praise the name of Jesus. Yet he hath no root in himself. Where does he need the root? What The root of what? The seed that's been sown. But endure for how long? A while. But when trouble or tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake. Now I want you to hear this. This is what most people don't get this. They just don't get it. There's only two reasons that trouble comes to your life. Two reasons only. Number one, trouble comes for what you do wrong. Number two, trouble comes for what you do right. Here's the point. Trouble's coming. We already got trouble in our nation. It's going to knock on your door. You need to discern why it came. If it came for what I did wrong, there is a word called repentance. Thank God that we can repent. And if it comes for what I do right, I don't quit doing right. Are you following me? But people that have no root in their heart with this seed called the Word of God, they only endure for a little while and when this trouble or persecution arise for the Word's sake, the chip is knocked off their shoulders. They get offended. When I tried to serve God, it just seemed more I tried, the worse it got. The worse it got is because you got a carnal mind that you haven't dealt with yet. Hello? Why, why, why is it all? Why, how come it's happening to me? It's happening to me because I don't discern why it came. You got to discern. I love y'all. I know that this is hard. Only if your heart is hard. Your heart's soft, you'd preach me on. You'd say, preach on, Pastor Ronnie. My neighbor needs every bit of it. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Let's go over here to Mark chapter 4. Let's read what Mark has to say. And these likewise are in similitude or the same way which is sown on stony ground, who, when they've heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time. In other words, they only endure for a little while. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they... Immediate, here's another word. Uh, immediately. When pressure comes, immediately they get offended. Now, let's talk about stony. Stony ground has to do with ignoring or badly received. Ignore or badly received. It has to do with hardness of heart. Example, how many of you ever tried to tell somebody that was hard of hearing? 
And they would say, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. In other words, they're saying that to shut up. I don't want to hear it. How many of you ever met somebody like that? I didn't ask you how close they were to you. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I know. I, I know all about it. In other words, I understand it all. I practice it all. And yeah, I know. I've tried to tell people sometimes, even some relatives at times, but when it comes to finances, I want to just tell you right now, if your outcome is bigger than, if your outgoes bigger than your income, it's going to be your downfall. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter how much money you make. I was talking to my CPA one time and he made this statement. He said, Ronnie, I know lawyers that have $200,000 on their credit card. Hello? So your success or failure when it comes to money has to do with learning. You weren't brought up to understand this. You weren't born with this wisdom. What I have found out, I wasn't born with wisdom. I came in knowing nothing. In fact, if it wasn't for my parents, I wouldn't even have a bottle to drink or a diaper to change. Are y'all following? Okay. You still love Jesus now. And by the way, I just want y'all to know, Jesus is the one that told this parable. So if you get mad at what I'm saying, you're getting mad at Jesus. You ain't getting mad at me. All I'm doing is being his mouthpiece. <laughs> Ooh, hallelujah. Man, I wish I had a mirror that could flash back out there so you could see what your neighbor looks like right now. <laughs> okay. Hold your finger here in these places. Go with me to the book of Hosea. Hosea chapter 10. <clears throat> Verse 12. Sow to yourself in righteousness. Sow to who? Yourself in righteousness. Why? Because you'll reap in mercy. Now I want you to hear this. This is very important. You cannot receive mercy from God if you're not willing to follow His righteousness. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His namesake. If you're not willing... For him to help you to discern right and wrong. Okay. You cannot reap mercy. This, the harvest of mercy is the seed of righteousness. Watch this. This is what he says. Sow to yourselves in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord till he come 
and rain righteousness upon you. What's this righteousness? This righteousness comes as a result of planting the right kind of seed. For him to rain on it. And cause it to bring forth. You have plowed in wickedness and reaped iniquity. You have eaten the fruit of lies because thou didst trust in thy way. Now, did you get that? Trusting in our way, my opinion. And in the multitude of thy mighty men. Therefore shall a, an uproar arise among thy people. An uproar is coming when we sow iniquity. That's what's happening to our nation. We have an uproar. There's an uproar in our nation. Things are all in an uproar. Why are they in an uproar? Because we have sown wickedness, reaped iniquity, and have eaten the fruit of lies. Listen, you cannot afford... Somebody was telling me the other day about a relative of theirs. They listened to the news and they believed the news over reality. They believed the news over reality. And they, 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 the news is telling the truth, but reality's lying to me. Why do you think they got to repeat it so often? Now he tells us to break up the fallow ground. That's the part I want you to see right here. Stony ground has to have all the stones taken out. You follow? Has to be taken out. How many of you know that's work? That's effort. You don't just say, poof, the magic dragon, and all of it's out. That means you've got to endeavor to get rid of it. You may have to absolutely import the right kind of ground to be mixed with it. Okay? I just want to show you this real quickly. This just came to me. So some of you got to get some godly friends. To get rid of the stoniness. And bring in some fertile ground. To mix with your heart. People that are believing the right stuff. Well I ain't leaving anybody out through live stream either. Glory to God. Thank you Jesus. You still here? Alright go with me back to Mark chapter 4. We're going to endure this together. Listen, you think you've got it bad. You ought to be up here having to say it. (laughs) Okay. Go to verse 22. Matthew 13. He also, also, that means in like manner or means together, that receives seed among thorns, is he that heareth the word, the care of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, 
choke the word, and he, he, not it, here. It says it in, in, the, in the Mark chapter 4. It says he here. He becometh unfruitful. Now go with me to Mark chapter 4. And these are they, verse 18, which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. The seed becomes unfruitful. Okay. Matthew refers to the ground. says he becomes unfruitful. Now here's what I want you to see about this. We're going to get to the good ground. But I want, you to grant, I want you to understand this. Thorny ground. Here's what thorny ground is. How many of you ever had something that was a thorn in your side? It was an irritation. Inflation is a thorn in our financial side. Okay? Okay. It's cause, it causing distress, difficulty, difficulty, or trouble. So inflation, being a thorn in our financial side, causes us to have financial troubles and difficulty. Guess what? That is all parallel to who is in leadership. Do you realize... The majority of our inflation problems has to do with the, with the climate change knotheads. We have more resources in America, oil resources in America, than Saudi Arabia. But we have knotheads that have sold out our country in office because the church did not take seriously our freedom to voice our opinion. You say, well, what has this got to do with me? Doesn't your wallet tell you anything? I love y'all. And people say, well, Pastor Ronnie, if we tithe, God will take care of us. The Bible says he would pour out a blessing. He'd open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. He would pour it out, but that didn't mean you'd receive it. And the reason why I know what I'm talking about is because I went to church and tithed for years. Me and Zona just scraped by. Are you listening? Mainly because I wasn't listening or watching the window open. I wish I had time to deal with that. It causes distress, difficulty, trouble, a source of discomfort and annoyance. Irritation or an obstacle. 
Now, Jesus said right here that those that sow among thorns, these irritations, are overwhelmed with these irritations of busyness. We got to make a living. Show me chapter and verse where it says that. You got you to gotta let God give you a life. I'll give you what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek ye first. Has to do with priority. What we're talking about right here, thorns have to do with priorities. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things, things shall be added to us besides. So what is he saying? If I sow among thorns, I am too busy. I am busy with life trying to get all of this taken care of. And listen, there, I understand you have busyness. But a lot of our busyness is because we're too busy trying to handle it ourselves when God says, when God says, if you'd put me first, I'll see to it that it's added to you besides. I, I hear a few vague amens. Listen carefully. Thorny ground has referring to priorities that are out of place. I know that you've... I, I, listen, if you've been around me very long, you know that I believe in work ethics, that you need to work. You need to take care of your family. I believe that with all my heart. But it's not priority one. Priority one is the kingdom of God first. I find out in my own life, I've had time to waste and I wasted it. Because we have been trained to be entertained. I deserve to be entertained. And there's nothing wrong with entertainment. I watched a few football teams yesterday lose. I was entertained right out of my chair to go to do something else. There's nothing wrong with that. There are times you need to get away and get refreshed. But you never, listen carefully, even on a vacation, the kingdom of God is priority one. If you don't make him priority one, he's priority none in your life. Are you, are you following me? Now, I don't, I, I'm really not trying to be hard. I'm trying to, but I'm trying to help you understand what we're going to get to here in just a minute. There are four types of ground that are mentioned in this parable that Jesus said, if you don't understand this, you're not going to understand anything else. Four types of ground. Only one produced 30, 60, and 100 fold. 
That means 25% of 100% only produced. The rest started off with the seed. It's not sufficient just to hear it. You must apply it to begin to understand it so that it can reproduce in your life. I've had, me, I've had people, and, and I'll just be specific, I've had relatives say, well, that, that's your calling. You're, 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 you're pastoring. That, 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 that's what you should be doing. As long as you keep looking at that like that, you will excuse yourself not to be productive. Because I have found out through the Scriptures, every person in the kingdom of God has been called unto ministry. Every person. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 4, I discovered my purpose and my gifting. The purpose of my gifting is to equip you so you can do work of ministry. People want to know why they don't overcome certain things in their life. Because they keep searching for an answer that is just as obvious as the nose on their face. They don't make it priority to do their work of ministry. God's not interested in your money. He's interested in you. Money cannot substitute your calling. I said, Pastor Ronnie, you're getting hard. Well, I wouldn't have had to do this if you'd have been pliable. <laughs> I know I don't do this very often, but it's very, very important you grasp what I'm talking about. Your family's at stake. This country's at stake. Most Christians vote feeling if they feel like voting, number one. We got a problem on our southern border and people have not wanted to find out what the Word of God has to say about the border. They've not wanted to know because then I may have to give up a party that's in for it. For what's going on down there now. Well, but my, my mom and daddy, they voted a certain way. Well, they, your mom and daddy didn't have to put up with the stuff we're putting up with now. Why are you always bringing it back? Because it's affecting your everyday life. I got news for you. God is for borders. There's only one way into the kingdom of heaven. And you have to be extremely vetted. Extremely. Jesus put it this way. If anybody tries to get over this fence, he's a thief and a robber. But this is the kind of stuff that, that many churches for so long didn't want to hear nothing about. Don't want to hear nothing about. This is serious business. People's lives are being taken. Your family's in jeopardy. Yes. So, well, Pastor Ronnie, why, 
I want you to get off the blessed unassurance. You know, we bless the unassurance. You know what that is? It's called the butt. I, a number of years ago, God really gave me a revelation about that word. He said, Ronnie, every time I tell you to do something, you get on that word. It's about time you get off of it. Y'all missed it. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's about time you get off that word. See, the church wants to be quiet. We want to, well, let, let's, let's listen carefully. Oh, Jesus, help me, Lord. We got to get to the good ground before we end this. I believe in prayer. I believe prayer works. How many of you believe prayer works? Notice what I just said. Prayer works. That means praying and then working it. The Word of God works to those who work it. It will not work if you don't work it. And what do you mean by that, Pastor Ronnie? Do what it says. Just do what it says. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm glad you love me. I feel love from you. Let me give this to you real quickly. Jeremiah chapter 4. And we're going to close here in a minute. And I'll tell you exactly what minute in advance. <laughs> Jeremiah chapter 4. Thank you, Lord. Jeremiah chapter 4, verse number 1. If you will return, O Israel, saith the Lord. Now he's talking to a nation. And return unto me, if thou wilt put away thine abominations out of my sight, then thou shalt not remove. And thou shalt swear, in other words, you're going to take an oath. The Lord liveth in truth. Now notice what he lives in. Truth, in judgment, and in righteousness. And the nations, look at this phrase. And the nations, including Israel, but the nations, plural, shall bless themselves in him, and he shall, and him, in him shall they glory. In other words, if we will take an oath to live in truth, judgment, and righteousness, this nation will bless themselves in the Lord. I'll take it from there and narrow it down to a little bit closer to home. Any household that will take an oath to live in truth, judgment, and righteousness will bless themselves in the Lord. For thus said the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem. Break up your fallow ground and sow 
not among thorns. Now remember what we taught thorns was. Thorns has to do with misplaced priorities. What is a priority? Priority is placing things in order of importance. What God calls important should be number one to you. You have many priorities in your life. Those priorities are importance to you. Your spouse should be important. If not, then you're going to find somebody else important to your spouse. Your children should be important. But nobody, nobody, and nothing should be more important than God in your life. You should place God in every first place, in every endeavor, and in every relationship. And if you don't do so, you are destined to fail in that endeavor. Because He guarantees success. There is no guarantee of success without that priority. I love Jesus. And I'm not upset because my football team lost yesterday. Watch this. He said, sow not among thorns. He said, break up your fallow ground and don't cast my precious seed among wrong priorities in your life. Now let's get back over here to the good seed. I saved the best for last. Matthew chapter 13, verse 23. But he that receiveth seed in the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit, bringing forth some hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. Go with me to chapter 4 of Mark. Let's read what Mark has to say. And these, verse 20, and these are they which are sown on good ground. Notice it says good ground, good ground, good ground. Or such as hear the word, receive it, bring forth fruit, forth fruit, 30, 60, and 100. Now, what is good ground? Good ground is prepared ground. Everybody say prepared. Now, I want you to hear this. Prepared ground has had the plow of repentance applied to it. If you take a, plate, a, a, a piece of property in South Texas, the first thing we're going to do is get all the brush off. You, you scrape it off and get rid of the brush on top, but that does not get rid of the roots. You have to apply a root plow. A root plow digs deep, grabs the roots of that thorn or hard place and turns it upside down. That's exactly what God is doing in this nation right now. He's applying the plow of repentance. And he's taking it and he's uprooting. He told the prophet Jeremiah, this is what I called you to do. I called you to tear down and uproot. 
and then build and plant. We are in an uprooting process. And God is saying you need to apply this to your personal life as well as to our public life. And you got one whether you realize it or not. You've got to apply it. And it's the plow of repentance. Good ground has had those things that would eat up the good seed and swallow it up, uprooted. Once they uproot it, then they come back and scrape all that off again. And then they come and with a regular plow and plow it again. And then they disc it. What is the disking for? Breaking up the clods. How many of you ever had, a, had somebody that was a clod around you? <laughs> we can say it another way. How many clods in our thinking? I'm not asking you. I probably need to ask your friends, have you ever been a clod? I'm not asking Zona because she'll let me know. A clod. Uh, clods have to do with those things that we've been hardcore around. Okay? Break it up. Become humble. Teachable. Humility is teachableness. God, teach me. Teach me your ways. Okay? If you'll, you'll find that in the Old Testament. Teach me your ways. The children of Israel saw the miracles, but Moses knew his ways. Moses knew him. This is the way God works. Why is this important? Prepared ground has had the plow of repentance applied to it. What is preparation? Prepare to succeed. Success does not just happen. We'll say it another way. Prosperity doesn't just happen. It doesn't just fall out of the sky. You have to prepare for it. What is preparation? Preparation means that you've got to get rid of these things. They're hindering your success. Now listen, I, want, I say this with humility. Jesus, help me to be able to say this clearly without misunderstanding. We have been trained that education is our God. What if you've been educated in foolishness? Education's not... You don't quit worshiping education if it's the wrong one. Do you understand what I'm saying? We love to be proud. Our flesh loves to be proud. It's called proud flesh. And it will hinder your life. We love that plaque on the wall. But that means that you could have been an educated fool. We believe in education around here. Why do you think we're going to start a school next August? But an education without God is foolishness. Do you understand? And then we'll be, we'll be, the culture is you have to get it and you're tens of thousands in debt 
thousands of dollars in debt and can't succeed because they educated you in the wrong stuff. They doomed you to fail. And you'll be proud of it. I don't want my grandkids to go off from here and get an education by a bunch of anti-God people. And then wonder why they won't go to church with me when they get through. Because they've been trained to doubt and not believe that God should be priority one. And when we send them, they're not prepared to, st to stand up to the nonsense they're going to be confronted with. They come back, they get a job, but their whole life is a mess. You say, Pastor Ronnie, why? I am very emphatic about what I'm talking about. I'm passionate about it. Our nation is in trouble and many of the things that are happening in our own life is because of this stuff. And the church has refused to deal with it. You have to prepare. Now I'm going to say another thing that's very, very important. And it's going to be coming up next month. You educators that are here, I love you with a tender heart. But don't you be fooled by the teachers' unions. They are not there to train your kids. They are there to propagate them. I know this don't win me no brownie points, but you won't be able to go to heaven and say you never heard it. The number one responsibility of a parent is for you to train them. And you don't forfeit that to someone that doesn't believe what you believe. Are you following me? If you do, you're going to pay a price. You're going to pay a price. Thank you, Jesus. Good ground refers to make ready for use. It's prepared ground. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Glory to God. Here's the thing you need to understand. Once the seed enters the ground, the ground becomes responsible to that seed. We never really want to talk about this part. But I'm going to tell you anyway. As a believer... You need to understand, judgment begins in the house of God. It ends on the world, but it begins here. 
when you die, leave this body. I'm talking about leaving this body. You may get into heaven, but you're still going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. This is what you give account for. You give account for what did you do with what I gave you. You will not be judged on what you did. You're going to be judged on what he told you to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? You said, Pastor Ronnie, you're very serious this morning. Yes, I am. We're in jeopardy. Decisions are being made. They have eternal consequences. They're going to affect your family for generations to come. Should the Lord tarry. It has a perpetual way of following through. That's the reason why God had to bring me to this point. Because I don't give a rip on whether you're liking what I'm saying or not. I'm not here to pat you on the back. I'm here to deliver truth. And truth will set you free. I'm tired of seeing people that I have pastored for years come and go and they never understand why they're in bondage. Why they're not freed. They're not freed because they don't hear this kind of stuff. You have to purpose what I'm talking about. You have to purpose to hear it. I'm not doing any different to you today than I would do my own children or grandchildren. It's decision time in the body of Christ. You can be one of the first three category or you can be the good ground. But you're going to become responsible for it no matter what. You become responsible. The first ground was too familiar. Many people want me to be their buddy and not be their pastor. To preach what I'm preaching means lonely times sometimes. I don't want you so familiar that you don't receive what God is saying. I don't mind hanging around with you. But I do not want you to be so familiar that you do not hold the word of God that comes through my lips in high regard. Number two. Second ground has to do with hardness. You got two choices when you hear truth. Get mad about it and reject it. Or you can humble yourself and say, God, correct me. Change my attitudes. Number three. Your priorities and God's priorities may not be the same. You have to be willing for Him to adjust those. You have to be willing. I've had Him to have, readjust mine. I never intended to be a pastor, by the way. I wanted to be in business for myself. 
God says, if you'll be in business for me, I'll take care of your business. I never, I never wanted to be a pastor. I lived in a pastor's home. But number four, I'm assured that all of us want number four. Number four is prepared ground. It's prepared. We're preparing the ground for the seed to succeed. Do you know what's amazing to me in these parables? I had never saw it before. What's amazing to me in these parables is the seed was the same. The Word of God doesn't change. But the ground determined the productivity of that seed. That's a hard thing to grasp. I mean, that, all of a sudden now I have to be responsible. But I'll also be happy. Glory to God. Love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for being with us today. <laughs> Glory to God. Lord, you, I thank you for every person. Every person here, those that are viewing by live stream, Lord, I thank you right now. You said if we judge ourselves, we won't be judged. We take the truth of your word, we lay it upon our priorities. Lay it upon any hard or fallow, hard ground. It needs to be broken up in our lives where pride has interrupted your work. Help us not to be so familiar with us meeting together that we don't take seriously the word that we hear spoken from this pulpit. Lord, we prepare ourselves right now. Holy Ghost, lead us into repentance, a change where we don't become so familiar that we don't see where your word is wanting to transform us. Glory to God. Lord, I thank you right now. Lord, I thank you right now if there's anyone here that doesn't know you, you draw them by your spirit. Or if there's anyone here that's not been filled with the Holy Ghost. Jesus, you said that you, you were the baptizer of the Holy Ghost and fire. Lord, we thank you for the fire of your spirit. Filling us overflowing. And burning out all those things that would hinder us from being the prepared ground. Where we take responsibility for the seed that we've heard. 
and apply it into our lives. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. The day of sleepy heads occupying when you meet together is over. I'm calling you to arise and awake out of sleep and I'll give you light to go forth in the power of my word and transform a society that's it's on its last dying breath and turn men's hearts towards me. I'm calling you to awake and be a mouthpiece and sound a trumpet to a generation that's lost that does not know my goodness. Today is the day where I want my true church to arise and shine and be ambassadors for my kingdom to influence this generation. I'm coming soon and I do not want you to act like I'm not real. My promises are true. I said it and I will complete it. So this is your time to arise out of darkness and to be the light and the salt to a generation that's headed for destruction. Thank you for taking up my calls. And I'll give you the joy, the peace, and the wisdom, not only to endure, but to overcome. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, let's praise Him. Let's praise Him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. You will see, you will see healing come quickly. Glory to God. You'll understand what Isaiah 58 means. The fast that I've chosen. You're fasting from the world. 
You're fasting from your flesh. And you're seeking Him, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I will cause your health to spring forth speedily. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. Glory to God. Some of you is wondering when this is going to happen. When this is going to I'm telling you, if you do what, what the Holy Ghost is saying today. Glory to God. It'll, happen. it'll be just like, uh, it'll seem like all of a sudden. You'll come to church and you'll say, Pastor Ronnie, preach on. Glory to God. Because I got the strength to endure it. (laughs) Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Listen, you think I'm rough? Listen, I'm going to tell you something. There ain't nobody straightforward like Jesus. I mean, how would you like to be Peter? Get behind me, Satan. Man, you talk about having a feeling on your shoulder. Being knocked off. And if you think our services are a little bit long, when God called the children of Israel to repent, it was all day long. They heard the word of God all day long. They meant God meant business with them. He's meaning business today. Glory to God. You're going to take this home with you. Father, I thank you right now for your healing virtue, delivering hand, Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Uh, We're ambassadors of heaven. We speak to all manner of sickness and disease. You will obey the word of God in the name of Jesus. We speak strength to the mind, strength to the soul, strength to the body. The spirit of Joshua and Caleb Right now, arise in their being. Glory to God. 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 Father, under the old covenant, we have a better covenant based on better promises. You brought them out of Egypt, and for 40 years, they never were feeble. Moses' eyes were not dim at 120. We got a better covenant based on better promises. And ratified by a blood that the devil can't stand. Glory to God. He said, Pastor Ronnie, I tell you, I'm doing something right now in the spirit realm. It's not enough just to preach this to you. It's got to have the seal of the Holy Ghost. You'll get to eat sometime. Some of you, never mind. Your heart's yearning for this. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Just stay with me just a, just a couple more minutes. Just stay with me. If you've not been baptized in the Holy Ghost right now, is the time just say, Jesus, fill me with your Holy Ghost and fire. Fill them, Jesus. Glory to God. 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 Woo, man. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory, glory. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lord, we just thank you, Jesus. We thank you right now in the name of Jesus that we are awakened by you this morning, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. To be doers of your work, Lord God. And we're going to do it in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you that your word is at work in our bodies because we declare it. And that's what your word says. Thank Father, you. we just thank you for it. Just give him thanks. Glory thank you, to Jesus. God. Hallelujah. Glory hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lord, we thank you. Glory that there to God. Is no, no, nothing that is too hard for you. Glory Lord God, to God. Because we take you at your word. word. Glory we to God. Believe what you said, and we will apply it to our lives. Thank you, Jesus. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Glory Amen. to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, fathers, we leave this place. We thank you, Lord, that your influence would surround us like a shield. And, Lord, we won't listen to another voice. Your voice is the only one we'll follow. We thank you, Lord, that you have given angels, your angels, charge over us. Our families, our properties, and our goods. You've given us the name that's above every name to use. We invoke it right now and we declare, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, there'll be no tragedy named among any of us. We are here to fulfill your purpose. Glory to God. Father, fill us so full of your love that every person we come in contact with, your love would ooze out of us and touch them with the gospel of truth. For Lord, you want them set free. We give you the praise today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Everybody said amen. amen. That means so be it. Find five people, look them straight in the eye, give them a high five, say, I couldn't abhor this by myself. Don't forget to register to vote. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.